T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dan Wiederer. I mean, the dude is a tone setter, and that's undeniable. And I don't even think Ryan Poles and anyone in that front office would deny that. On-air contributor for 670 to score. I'm really excited to be part of the family. I can't wait to do it all year. Bears beat reporter and enterprise writer. Flat-footed is what happens here at Hell's Hall way too often. Co-host of the Take the North podcast. We're going to take the North and never give it back. With our own David Hall. David, that's a, a lengthy description on the high-powered microscope that Matt Eberflus uses to judge his football team on a daily basis. And I think this is more than just a bunch of letters. Dan Wiederer with Mullane Haw on 670 The School. Bear down. Let's go. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. Dan Wiederer joins us on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Dan, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Molly? I live the dream, and uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, I've seen a lot of news conferences. I've been to a ton of them with the Bears making hires. And David said this morning that, that was the best hire they've made. And I got to tell you, I, I mean, the guy was super impressive in a role where there is room for much improvement. And I, I got to feel pretty good about everything I heard from him yesterday. What was your take? Yeah, well, the first takeaway is just his acknowledgement of the size of the challenge and also his acknowledgement of how much that energizes him and invigorates him to take on what he sees as a golden opportunity with plenty of challenge and struggle ahead and wanting to take this big swing at it. When you talk about leaders in this sport and in, in this industry, you think about guys that, that project presence, that project confidence, that project a, a think big mentality. And Kevin brought all those to the stage on Tuesday and really, I think, set a tone for who he's going to be in that role and what he's going to ask for everyone around him. And, and just even to hear him say that he's going to talk to every single employee in the building, that's not an exaggeration. He's going to go do that and hope that, that some of the feedback he gets is very, very pivotal to kind of setting his course and setting his vision. Dan, I think we're going to have to redo your open because in it you have a reference to this organization is caught flat-footed way too often. And historically, that's exactly right. I don't know after yesterday, and I don't want to exaggerate it, and I don't want to overstate it, but if Kevin Warren follows through on even more than half of the things that he said he wants to do and just if this if this competence, if this uh, level of, of command continues, they're not going to be flat-footed anymore. They're going to be nimble. They're going to be ready. It's going to be a very different organization, and I think that it's going to take a while before – 
that happens, but also we're going to have to change the way we view the Bears. And maybe that is the biggest takeaway from yesterday is that the reality and the perception could be altered for a while. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll say two things to what you just said. Number one, it's not going to happen overnight. And so none of us should expect some sort of instant impact for everything to change and and, and to look beautiful by the time we get to, you know, Halloween next fall. But you said a, a key phrase there and you said follow through. And that's what Kevin Warren is all about. And I know you guys reached out to people in the league last week, as I did. I'm lucky enough, uh, having been uh, in the, on the Vikings beat for a couple of years, to have a lot of shared connections with Kevin and be able to get very unfiltered, honest scouting reports from people that have worked with him and around him uh, for long periods of time. And, and, and that follow-through is something that everyone talks about, the ability to uh, get people under you to understand the vision and the goals and to, to go after them every single day with the pursuit of excellence that's contagious to an entire building that's been lacking for my entire decade on this beat. And, and I think it's been lacking because there's been a hierarchical dysfunction inside that building that has just gone unidentified. I think now they at least have a guy who's going to be able to identify it and then enact the change. And I think one of the things that I heard from people last week that really struck me was, was Kevin's investment in developing people, you know, and I think that that, skill is something that's completely underrated, completely undervalued, and doesn't get talked about enough that when you have people in a building, they're not at their finished level. And if you can continue developing them and you can continue developing dozens of them to two dozens to three dozens, and all of a sudden you've got the the stairs uh, to climb and and make the growth for your organization that's needed. Yeah, you know, I think it was really – there were a lot of interesting moments, but I I really enjoyed him talking about – the little things, the small things, because yes. I think a lot of that has gotten away from the Bears, frankly, over the years. And it's very the attention to detail that he described <laughs> is that that is much needed with this organization. One thousand percent agree, and, and and it's been missing, and and it's something that will um, go, you know, untolerated if people aren't paying attention to detail. I I always say that the Bears just have this way of, of shrugging past mediocrity and going, oh, well, you know, and, or, or doing things and being like, ah, that's good enough. And, and good enough is no longer going to be good enough under Kevin Warren's watch in every single thing you do. And I thought it was really cool to hear him talk about the 1999 Rams and not only the climb they made to become Super Bowl champs, but acknowledging that, that even in a, a dream season where they had five Hall of Famers and a Hall of Fame coach and everything that went right, it still came down to a tackle at the one-yard line on the final play of the Super Bowl for them to actually claim the Super Bowl trophy. And in his words, it, it, you know, it, it was his realization that, that, that the little stuff matters, you know, and every little thing counts and that you ha- better have, he said, you better have your stuff together. Well, the Bears better have their stuff together going forward because there hasn't been an uh, outward understanding of just how difficult it is to achieve high-level success in this league. And it's why they've been stuck uh, in the middle tier forever with, with the occasional flash of success and then a, a sustained stretch of, of mediocrity on all sides of it every time that they've had that flash. So, you, Dan, you know that there's always been a lot made about where the team president's reach extends to and whether yes. or not that person should be involved in football matters. And it's, I always think it's a bit overstated because if you have the right football executive making the proper football decisions, then it really won't matter what level of – uh, interaction you have with the team president. That said, if I'm Ryan Poles and I'm a 37-year-old first-year general manager, I welcome what happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. I look at Kevin Warren as a sounding board, a resource, mm-hmm. somebody whose experience I, will help me become smarter. I don't know if he views it that way, but he certainly sounded like 
he was in that frame of mind. No, he definitely used it that way. And I think that there's an energy that both of these guys have for working together, understanding that it's not going to be combative. It's not going to be adversarial. It's not going to be, you know, boss subordinate. It's going to be a collaborative effort of how do we make the best decisions for this football team going forward? And yes, I'm the general manager and I have the power and the final say to make these decisions, but wouldn't it be nice to just bounce a few ideas off a guy who's been in three different organizations previously, who's got a, a wealth of experiences, who has seen things in three different organizations go right and seen things in three different organizations go wrong to be able to, to bounce things off. And, and Ryan said, look, like we all have blind spots and sometimes we don't recognize our blind spots and you can have a leader above you help you understand what those are and, and to work through those and recognize them and, and, and find productive ways to again, push yourself forward. It goes back to what I talked to a, a couple minutes ago to the development piece of this. The Bears thought that Ryan Pace would grow into his job as general manager, and then they gave him no developmental support around him and just said, I hope experience helps you get better. And what happened? After seven years, Ryan made some growth in some areas and, and didn't in other areas and, and was left without guardrails and a lot of huge, huge decisions that, that shape uh, where this organization is headed directionally. And now here we are, you know, trying to, to pick up some of the pieces of that. And now with a guy at the top of this organization who has good football acumen, who understands what it's like uh, in a front office to kind of have that, that healthy uh, pressure and that healthy back and forth, he is going to push Ryan Poles to be at his best all the time. And Ryan welcomes that. You know, I thought one of the best things that came out of that was just the clarity that the Bears aren't coming back to Soldier Field, that they're going to Arlington Heights. I think we knew that the minute it was proposed, the minute they, they started the purchase of the land, it's just too good a deal. And, and this place is, uh, is far too small to hold them any longer. Um, I, I, I saw the great video. I saw this stuff. People <laughs> would call you like, oh, no, they're not done. They're done. And that, there's clarity with that. And that's good now that we don't have to keep arguing whether or not they're done. Well, it's not just the video. It's the, the authority of Bill Curtis's voice in the video that makes well, you go, wow. This is a, <laughs> that was it. That's what it was. <laughs> this, is, this is a different world. But look, like there's still some shuffling here. I mean, the Bears continue to say that, that they expect to close on the property in Arlington Heights in the first quarter of 2023. We're obviously in that window now and, and hoping to get final word on that. Kevin Warren, I, I think, said that, you know, six months from now is when he can give them a much better sort of overview of what his vision for that project could and will be and kind of what the timeline of that will be, which will be significant to kind of have an understanding of where they go from here. I thought it was really, really cool also, guys, to hear Kevin Warren say that, you know, when he first started thinking about this job and, and exploring the possibility that he just took, a, you know, be, being the Big Ten commissioner and being nearby, he just said, I'm going to get in the car and go drive over to Arlington Park, and I'm going to go look at that property for myself. Uh, I'm going to know what I went through with my experience at U.S. Bank Stadium in downtown Minneapolis, and I'm just going to get kind of a initial impression of, of what we're looking at. And I think the biggest thing is when you're when you have you know 326 acres of land, it opens up the world of potential in ways that a, a think big guy like Kevin Warren is going to be able to take advantage of. And I just thought it was it was another instance of a guy who, when we talk about being detail oriented, he he wants to see things for himself, and he he he's not uh, afraid to sort of accelerate the timeline of when he goes to to look and think about those things. So Dan, obviously, he's been thinking about this for a while, and he was. In Minneapolis on October 9th when the Bears played the Vikings, apparently, reacquainting yeah. himself with Justin Fields. Just, just curious, number one, do you remember seeing him around the locker yeah. room that day? And did it occur to anybody that, oh, boy, this is kind of unusual? Does, it, because that was well before 
anybody was putting two and two together. Well, it wasn't unusual, David, because the Big Ten had their their media days up in Minneapolis that same weekend. And so there was a reason that he was in Minneapolis to begin with. And given that he had worked in the Vikings organization, he was, you know, had an easy opportunity to swing over to the, the stadium just down the road and, and pop in, uh, visit with some old friends, and then obviously, uh, you know, get, get a feel for, for some other things that, that were related to the Bears. So it wasn't sort of some some mysterious kind of interaction up there. At that time, you know, Kevin Raider, Kevin Warren's name was on my radar, but a lot of people that I talked to were like, I don't know, are the Bears going to be able to pay him enough to get him away from the Big Ten? We still don't have any kind of word on what the compensation that he was offered to come be the, 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 the rescuer of this organization was. But if and when that comes out, it'll be fascinating to see kind of financially what the lure was in addition to what he said yesterday was, you know, just a uh, an opportunity here in a um, – in a franchise that has, has amazing potential and in a city where if you succeed, the rewards are going to be endless. And so I think there's just something invigorating about that for Kevin and, and he's eager to get started with this whole thing. I, I think of him, you know, kind of taking these old boxes he, that he had in Minnesota, <laughs> kind of blowing dust off the blueprints and kind of laying them out and up at uh, Hallis Hall somewhere. I just love that idea that he hung on to that stuff and, uh, you know, there, there's a world of possibility for what you could do with uh, with a new building for the Bears. Well, and listen, like this guy's all about new worlds of possibility. That's yeah. why he wants ideas from every direction. And, and, and like, uh, you know, for those of us who have been inside U.S. Bank Stadium and seen what that place is, there was no detail left unattended to. And, and it, it's everything from from kind of the sight lines to, OK, what do we want our club experiences to be so that, um, you know, fans of all ages, fans of all, you know, uh, creeds, genders, whatever else, and preference types can come into the stadium and get the exact experience they want. I think there's something to the game day experience that Kevin truly values, that he understands it's more than just a football game, that in 2023, it's, it's an event. And, and you have to make it feel that way from the time people park their cars to the time they get back in them to go home at night. And, and so there, there's, there's just a lot of energy that gets poured into that. And that energy comes from people that are empowered to have uh, a creativity, to have a think big mentality, that have uh, the, the the want to 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 pursue success. And I think that's one thing that Kevin's going to put inside this entire organization, every single department, is give a damn, right? And if you don't give a damn, you're not going to be there for long, and you're going to be replaced by someone who does give a damn. And 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 the results of that, and the landmark change that can start is it, it, it's truly significant, and it's going to be really. Uh, fascinating in the next two, three years to just kind of watch that transformation start. All right, Dan, football questions. So Tom Pelissero is reporting this morning that the Senior Bowl will name yeah. Luke Getze, the head coach of the American team. Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, will be the head coach of the national team. Luke Getze coaching the Senior Bowl uh, as, a, as a head coach. Why or why isn't that significant or important for the Bears? That's a, it's a nice little opportunity for Luke. You know, I think this is a chance for a guy who is climbing the ladder in this profession to go get a week's worth of experience, kind of leading the entire operation to kind of connect with uh, these players there. I wouldn't I wouldn't make this into something uh, grand uh, in terms of significant for Luke or the Bears, but it's a cool little opportunity. It's going to give him exposure to players in this draft, obviously, as well. And, and so when you have firsthand experience and, and eyes and, and hands-on guys during the, the pre-draft process, when he gets to April – now all of a sudden you got a little bit more intel, a couple more lines on your on your scouting report that can help the process. And so uh, you know it's it's just it's something. You know back in the day the, the the Senior Bowl was was coached by an entire team's coaching staff, and the Bears went there in 2017 
but before before that draft, I remember vividly standing on the field when Dabo Sweeney was there looking over some of his prospects and him saying, hey, Deshaun Watson is Michael Jordan and you shouldn't pass him up. And the Bears picked Mitch Trubisky instead. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Luke will go out to Mobile and he'll have a fun little week and he'll get, he'll get a chance to, to provide some feedback on a, on a number of guys that are, are, are in the Bears' sights for the draft. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it was Walt Harris, the cornerback, that they found at the Senior Bowl when they were coaching it one year. It, it, it's one of these things where if you really want to pay attention to it, you can figure out if a guy is showing up on time, you know, paying attention to everything you're trying to teach him, how long it, you know, how it's a little insight to how a guy takes coaching or how a guy, how eager he is to to follow exactly what you're saying. I, I'm not saying it changes any view you have or the scouts have of them, but you can learn different things about a person uh, who was the player? There was a player at the senior bowl who ordered a pizza to the sideline or something. And his stock <laughs> fell. I, I mean, it's just weird little things like that can happen. And you, you get a little sense of a player that's down there. Molly, so here's my other notable senior bowl story, 2012, the Viking staff coached the game and they had Russell Wilson on their team. And I remember talking to coaches throughout the week and them saying, man, there's, there's, you know, outside questions about whether he's big enough, whether he's right. got enough physical skill to do that. But after coaching him for a week, there were at least three coaches in that building that said, this dude is the real deal. He's going to be a star in this league. And you say, okay, so why didn't the Vikings who were, uh, you yeah. know, coaching him in that week, pick him? Well, they had taken Christian Ponder the year before. And it tells you what happens when you, you pigeonhole yourself into thinking, well, we've already got our guy. We shouldn't explore something better. I bring that up just because there's going to be obvious discussions this year on whether the Bears truly have their guy. Obviously, Justin Fields far more accomplished and more exciting and has more potential than Christian Ponder ever did. But you have to keep your mind open, right? Because if you don't, then you pass on on, on Russell Wilson in a draft where you where you coached him at the Senior Bowl and he lasts until you know I think it was the third round, right? Third Middle round, of the third yeah. Round that he got third. picked. And you, and you could have used the second or third round pick on him and, and changed your franchise forever. And so that's just a little little anecdote of, of, of things that happened down there. Dan, it looks like Will Levis is the only uh, quarterback among the three top ones that look like he might even be possibly playing in the senior bowl. I don't know any of the other two. Is there anybody on that list you think that you, you mentioned you get a chance to coach somebody like that, but a first round possibility, somebody who might even be a top 10, top 15 guy that you're aware of right now. Yeah. I haven't looked at, at the roster, so I, I can do that and, um, you know, give it a, a little bit longer. Look again, we know that this team needs pass rushers. We know that this team needs offensive linemen. We know that this team needs wide receivers. Obviously Luke being on the offensive side of the ball can, can zero in with an expertise on, on some of those offensive guys. And, and maybe it is a day three guy, you know, a fifth right. round pick that becomes your next Darnell Mooney, you know, yeah. uh, your next Braxton Jones. And so, so you're always hoping that some, something along the line allows you to uncover a diamond in the rough or a gem that, that ends up becoming more than, than most people thought it could become. I think it was uh, Dane Brugler who had his uh, first mock draft out yesterday and he had uh, the bears trading down, uh, with Indy, I mean, we've heard this stuff a thousand times, and obviously a lot of things are going to happen, and it's way early to talk about it, but that was almost a best-case scenario where you trade down and you still get uh, a great defensive player. I think you had him uh, taking the uh, the Georgia defensive tackle, the, 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 right. uh, the, the three technique they need. Um, you know, it's interesting when you think about this draft – Right now, and we talked to Dan Pompey a week, 10 days ago, and he said that 
as of right now, nobody has proven to be good enough for a team to go up and get them. Um, and I'm sure that will change. We know that it, it, will, change. it will change dramatically. But the the idea is simply that we don't know how many picks they're going to have. You look at where they're at, and I think that second-round pick is now like 53, 54, something like that. So they have one pick in the top 50. Now that, you know, trade down, you're going to get a lot more and hopefully something next year. But it is, uh, it's almost it's almost incumbent upon them to make a deal if they only have one player in the top 50 and you're looking for four or five starters, whatever it might be. Well, and particularly for, for those who are in the, the camp of like, this is the, the only thing that matters is, is getting this top pick. If you don't turn that into a, a gift basket worth of other picks, then you've kind of missed an opportunity, in my opinion. And you make a good point that it isn't all about this year's draft. If you can secure a couple of uh, uh, higher picks for, for 24, right? Now all of a sudden you go into to, to next draft with, with more to work with, potentially allowing you the wiggle room to move up if you see a guy that really, really fits what you want to do at that point and, and, and trying to make sure that this consolation prize you've got for being the worst team in the NFL actually matters in the long run. Because if it doesn't, then you just wasted an opportunity. You wasted a, a, a window here to, to go improve your football team. Uh, I looked it up before I came on with you guys. Today is 99 days until the NFL draft. So we're inside 100 days. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't expect there to be any fewer than 500,000 new uh, speculative possibilities for what the Bears will do, trading up, trading back, trading around, and, and fulfilling uh, all the dreams they have for their roster. Take one down, pass it around, 98. <laughs> uh, well, See, every day you can do that until yeah. we get to, to April 27th. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Dan. All right, fellas. Talk soon. That is Dan Weederer. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.